Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is secret and not-so-secret tips to increase your sales on Amazon. This week's guest is the head of Amazon marketing at True Online Presence. He recently wrote an ebook titled 10 Things Every Amazon Seller Should Know that is available to you at no cost. A big welcome to Cameron Messick. Hi, Cameron. Hey, Andy. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Yeah, you know, this is going to be great in perfect timing as we kick off the sixth season and beginning of 2023 with this episode. And let's let's start here. Many companies, they just list their products and they don't really know how the Amazon algorithm works. What does Amazon use? How do they decide in, in what order to list products for different searches? Yeah, kind of at the highest level view. Um, it's all based on traffic and conversions that you're giving, you're getting for a given search term um, and SEO and your listings, obviously. But let's say, for example, that somebody searches um, yoga mat and your listing gets clicked the most for that particular search term. Your listing, if it gets clicked the most for that particular search term at a given, in a given time, will be ranked at the very, very ter- top of the search results page for that particular search term. Um, there's a lot that goes into how that ranks. Um, but that's, that's kind of a high level view of how you can get your, how your products ranked on Amazon. And so what are some different ways that a company can increase how many times their products are showing up for searches without paying for Amazon ads, just organically? Really without paying for Amazon ads, you need to make sure your SEO is just perfect and When I say that, I say that with a little bit of hesitation because SEO can really never be perfect. It always needs to be changing. You always need to track search trend behavior. Um, Making sure that your keywords are in the correct places in your listings is is a very big and important part of SEO. For example, keywords that are in your title rank much more or may rank much higher than keywords in your bullet points and your description. So it's all about kind of knowing where to place the best keywords in your particular listing. Um, And then this next best way to do it is really to make sure that if you haven't already launched your brand, to make sure that your brand name isn't generic. Um, We've worked with a couple people that their brand name is just so generic that they're competing against huge brands like Nike or Smartwater, and you're never gonna win against people like that. Um, So just trying to make sure that you, that way kind of in the long, long term, when people are searching for your brand name, you show up and you don't have to continue to pay to to defend your own brand name. Yeah, you know, that is a great point for somebody just launching a company is really think about that brand name. I have one of my clients uh, who's a Google client who sells pond fountains. They're up against a competitor 
who has half off in their names mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not half off, but that's the name of the company. And that just so increases the, the click through rate. And it just had to, you know, had to be strategic on, on deciding. So the brand name is really important. Now, if somebody's just starting an Amazon store, how do they even know what keywords they should be including in, in their titles and their descriptions, all that? There's a lot of tools that you can use to pull Amazon data. Um, I think the best one is probably Helium 10. It's the best and che- probably cheapest for what you get. Um, it's a pretty, it can be kind of complicated to use. So definitely would recommend reaching out to some sort of agency, even if it's just for like a small one-time project to pull some keyword data. It's, it can be very affordable. Um, but yeah, using a tool like Helium 10 to look at your competitors or very, very similar like products is a great place to start. Now, when you review a, a seller account for, for a client, potential client, what are, what are some of the errors that you see people making? Yeah, I think the biggest error that I see is people not getting a trademark. If you don't have a trademark, um, you can't access most of the selling or a lot of the kind of most beneficial selling tools on Amazon. So get a trademark. That way, if you have a trademark, you also need to sign up for what's called Amazon brand registry. If you have a trademark and you don't know what that is, go Google it. Um, with the brand registry, you can access stuff like a storefront, A plus Conte. It really just unlocks tons of more marketing opportunities for you as a brand. And another thing that I see is even if a lot of brands are brand registered, they're not using those special tools um, really at all, or even to their full potential. Um, there's so many new tools um, that Amazon's releasing on a regular basis, most of the time only to brand registered people. Um, so I would recommend following some sort of group or something that just talks about new tools on Amazon. I mean, one of the ones that was released about, I think it's probably, it's been about two years at this point, it's called Amazon Posts. It is still to this day very, very underutilized. It's only available to brand registered sellers. And if I've seen a lot of brands use it and get a ton of really good free traffic through Amazon. Now, what is what is Amazon Post? It's basically Amazon's version of kind of social media. That's the easiest way to think of it. So if you already have your social media team um, posting stuff about your brand, just repurpose that on Amazon. Essentially what it will do is it will show your posts to products in similar and the exact same category that you're in as Amazon deems they're relevant. As those posts get traffic, if the more traffic they get, the more they will show up to uh, on, on your competitors' listings, absolutely no cost to you. Um, and what's nice about them as opposed to social media is one post, if it does well, it'll continue to show up forever. It's not like something that you posted a year ago can no longer be relevant today. No, that's, that's a great tip because I think a lot of listeners probably are using social media for, for their products. What, what would be an example have you seen of a post that has some, has some longevity, has some legs? Yeah. I mean, I work with a brand that sells beard, um, beard growth products, very, very competitive category. Um, they posted a post and I, over six months ago at this point. Um, And they posted that exact same post on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, And it 
did very, very well in every single channel. I don't know, I guess the way they made it just it captured a lot of attention. Um, and it just went viral from basically week one on Amazon posts. And ever since then, it's continued to show up on our competitors' listings, again, at, at absolutely no cost to us. So it'll continue to drive traffic to our listings from that post. Well, that's fantastic. Now, another initial choice that uh, a new seller may have is how to fulfill. Do you uh, FBM um, fulfill by merchant? Do you fulfill by Amazon FBA? I guess talk about the benefits of of those and and how does somebody ultimately decide which one they should be doing? Yeah, I mean, two years ago, I would say FBA only. Don't even bother with FBM. Um, as of now, it's it's honestly gotten very expensive to sell through FBA. So you definitely want to weigh both options. Um, FBA, you definitely get the you get the Prime badge, which many people just filter by immediately when they search something on Amazon. So if you don't have that FBA Prime badge, you're immediately going to be basically removed from the search results. Um, even if they don't filter by it, the click-through rate is way higher for FBA, depending on the category, and it's anywhere from like 1% to 5%. So it's very significant. FBA is obviously fast and free delivery. So it could be one to three-day shipping, depending on where you live in the country. FBA handles returns, and it's sometimes cheaper. <laughs> um, the reason I say kind of way, I guess um, an example of when I'd recommend FBM is let's say you're an apparel brand, for example, and you have, you sell shirts. Um, what I would recommend you do is if you have, let's say under a specific parent, so you have five different colors and five different sizes um, of each color. I mean, that's, that, that's quite a few products. So I would recommend probably doing your top size as FBA for each color and then do everything else FBM. That way you're getting the, the click through kind of for my first example, when people filter out the prime badge only, they'll still see your, your best selling product. Um, but then if they click on your listing and they're already sold, they're already wanting to purchase your product, even though your other product and list products are FBM, as long as you don't charge for shipping, um, they probably won't even notice and they'll just end up purchasing your product. Or even if they do notice, again, they're already on your listing, so you have a chance to sell them, even though it is FBM. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great strategy. Does private label factor into whether you should go FBA, FBM? I guess I'm thinking if you are selling a product that nobody else is selling, it might give you more room to fulfill it yourself than if you're selling a product that four other people are selling. I mean, yes and no. I mean, if even if it's private label, but it's similar to a lot of other products on Amazon, which if you can find a product that nobody else sells on Amazon, good, good on you. Um, if it's similar to other products on Amazon and it's a similar price point or even more expensive, it's definitely going to have a negative effect if you only sell FBM. But I guess if I'm your thinking, competitors are selling FBA. Right. I guess I'm thinking, is there any way you're ever going to get the buy box if you're selling a product that's the exact same, has the same you know, UPC, the exact same item as somebody else who's selling at FBA? You're selling, you're talking about resellers? Exactly. Yeah. If you're at a cheaper cost, then yes, you'll get the buy box. Um, it has to be pretty significantly cheaper, though. It can't just be like a couple pennies. Um, it definitely ranges on the time of year as well. 
like when Amazon gets really overloaded, like to Black Friday, for example, they might actually prioritize the FBM listings because they don't want to fulfill as much out of their warehouse. So that's a good time of year to be, if you're on somebody else's listing to be FBM, even at the same price point. Um, During COVID, they actually basically prioritized FBM the entire time. It was kind of interesting during their kind of most or busiest months or most when they had to lay off a lot of their employees and they were also busy. Interesting. Do you recommend that sellers have an FBA and an FBM listing? Definitely. So especially if you're a private label and I guess really only if you're private label is when this matters. When you go out of stock and you aren't selling anything on Amazon, it just it kills your ranking. Um, so if you have a product that's selling 10 units a day and then it starts selling zero, it just stops because it's out of stock on your FBA listing or something's in transit. So you ship something to Amazon, but they're taking a long time to check in, which is typical Amazon, very, very common. Um, those zero sale days are going to just destroy your ranking. So you definitely want to have an FBM listing as well, um, just to make sure to have that backup so that you can continue to sell while your FBA inventory is either in transit or whatever other situation you have. Now, you've already been given um, a lot of really good advice, but what would be the best piece of actionable advice that you would give somebody who's not seeing great results or, or they might be seeing good results, but want to see even better results selling on Amazon this coming year? You know, Amazon is its own beast. If you've sold online for your entire life and you think you know everything about it and Amazon's just one more marketplace. And that's not necessarily correct. I would really recommend reaching out to somebody to do um, an SEO audit, a full account audit and an advertising audit or all in one. Um, there's tons of companies that do them. Um, a lot are better than others, that's for sure. And we'll get into some things that are better or just some things to look for later, but in those audits, but really just Getting those audits done or performing them yourself through tools like Helium 10, you can enter your own ASIN and Helium 10 and kind of see what keywords you're ranking for and entering in your competitors' keywords and seeing what keywords they're ranking for and what they're doing differently than you. That's really kind of a good place to start, I guess. Now, many sellers, they'll think, well, I've made this great product. There's, There's demand for it. Maybe they've been selling it on their Shopify website, on their own website, they've been selling, they're going to bring it into Amazon and they're thinking, I'm, I'm just going to list it and people buy. Why should or should they not consider using paid sponsored Amazon ads? Yeah, I, unless somebody has just a ridiculous amount of off Amazon influencer traffic or if their brand is something like Smartwater or Nike or something just very, very well known, Amazon is pay to play. Um, Since about 2015, Amazon has become just ridiculously competitive in every single category. Um, So that even in order to get placed for kind of the most generic keywords, you need to spend at least a little bit of money to get ranked for those keywords. So kind of the process would be to kind of choose what keywords you're hoping to rank for and understand that long tail keywords are typically cheaper than kind of the short tail more frequent search search terms um and so go after the long tail keywords first start advertising for them even with a small budget once you start ranking organically for those meaning that you're when you search that search term 
probably your sponsored ad will show up. Also, a normal another placement, another listing placement of yours will show up. It doesn't have that sponsored tag on the listing. Um, so once they're both showing up, you can typically reduce your advertising budget for that particular keyword, but you usually can't ever turn it off. Otherwise, a competitor is going to come in and, and get more sales for that particular keyword and take it from you again. So it'll be always off and on and off and on, which becomes very expensive. And it's typically cheaper to just start with a higher budget, reduce it, move on to the next keyword type strategy. What type of ads do you find you're having the most success with for your clients? You know, historically, it's always been sponsored product. Amazon has been focusing on sponsored on videos just in general. Um, they're typically a little bit more expensive, but the placement is much better and the click-through rate is, is very high. So if you have a good video for your product, definitely would recommend that. But by default, you should always have sponsored product first. That's kind of like the foundation of Amazon advertising and build upon that. Now for the sponsored product ads, are you targeting keywords? Are you targeting competitor ASINs? Or is it a combination yeah. of both? For sponsored product campaigns, I would always recommend starting with, I mean, okay, not always. I would typically recommend, depending on the category that you're in, starting with targeting keywords um, and then moving on to the products. Typically, it's way more expensive to target other products and your, your conversion rate is going to be way lower targeting other products. Now, I said typically, really the only cases that I would suggest not doing or not starting with sponsored product or maybe starting with both at the same time or sorry keyword targeting but doing the keyword targeting and product targeting at the same time is if you're in a category that has like ten dollar cost per click keywords which definitely do exist like supplements or a lot of pet products or baby products even have that type of really high cost per click yeah you know that's that's funny i i have one that i just started working with a client who is selling um beauty uh lotion and it's it's price prohibitive to go after the keywords. And so we're, we're just looking at the ASIN. So that's exactly. funny that you had mentioned that one. Um, you had mentioned before on running off Amazon traffic to your Amazon listing. Have you found any success? And what type of success have you found doing that? Oh, absolutely. Running off Amazon ads to your on Amazon listings helps you grow ranking more quickly. So within your subcategory, um, the way that an Amazon rep explained it to me was that one sale for an off Amazon traffic driven sale is basically the same effect as two on Amazon sales would be for your ranking. Um, so essentially, if you were to have 100 off Amazon driven sales on your Amazon listing, they would count almost as if you had 200 sales on Amazon for, for ranking purposes. So definitely worthwhile. On top of that, if you're brand registered, <clears throat> You can also earn a commission of up to 10% back for most categories on Amazon um, if you use their, their link tree. Um, so you have to build links through their brand attribution um, portal. But if you build those links and drive traffic using those links to your Amazon listings, Amazon will pay you up 10% for each sale that you get. You know, you had mentioned before, um, if you're not really familiar with Amazon, maybe you're you're hearing all this, you're getting overwhelmed, and, and so you want to speak to an, to an agency. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. We're one of them, but I mean, there's a lot of other ones out there. What are some questions that you would recommend 
somebody who's looking to hire an agency or looking to get an audit done, what kind of questions should they ask that agency before they, you know, doing their due diligence and starting? For sure. If you're just starting on Amazon and you really don't know a ton about it, I would shy away from the advertising only agencies. You really want to make sure to get a full service agency. Um, but the question you should ask them is to really explain the full process from kind of start to finish, even though you can never really finish on Amazon because you always have to change and update just based on kind of the world and search terms. Um, but just to have them explain to you the full process from start to finish about how they will grow your account. They should be saying something like, first, we'll make sure that your listings are set to opt to convert. And then we'll start advertising. If they just say, oh yeah, we're going to jump in and we're going to do this with ads and that with ads and this with ads. I mean, that's the scariest thing for sellers. That's usually what most salespeople will focus on. Um, but if you're advertising to a listing that's not set to convert, it's just a waste of money. I mean, you're going to spend a ton of money on ads without selling a thing. You need to make sure your listing is set to convert and then ads. I would also recommend asking them how they measure profitability. This is something not many agencies I've found will do um, just to make sure that they're at least aware of, of your margins and kind of how they measure profitability on a regular basis. That way you can make sure that you're actually making money because on Amazon, it looks great. You, you spent 10% of your overall sales, but they might not understand your overall costs. So it's important as a brand to work with the sales rep of how they're going to continue to measure that to make sure that you're actually making money at the end of the day. Well, and you need to know, yeah, you need exactly. to know, uh, need to know your numbers. Now, if you had a crystal ball, where do you see Amazon going over the next year to year and a half? Yeah, I've been going to just about every Amazon conference um, there is recently or for the last few years. And Amazon, I believe, is going to focus more on video ads. If you don't have a video currently, Amazon even has free tools to create your own um, that they recently just released. The reason I think this as well is Amazon just purchased Freebie and Twitch, which are two obviously very, very heavy video video platforms. Um, and they're actually, from what I've heard, they are looking to purchase some others as well. Um, I also think that more off Amazon opportunities are going to come up for us to be able to advertise on or through the Amazon platform, but the ads will be placed off Amazon. And before that, I do believe that images are going to be more and more important. Each of those placements through DSP currently, you need to have really, really good imagery. It has to be pretty customized for each advertising placement. So it's going to honestly become, if you don't have kind of some sort of graphic help for both videos and images, it's going to be difficult to keep up. Now, you mentioned you've been going to, to quite a few Amazon cons conferences um, the last few years. How did you, just curious, how did you get started running Amazon ads and get involved in Amazon? Yeah. Um, back in the day, I used to work in accounting and I really was just getting bored with the numbers. And I had a friend talk to me that worked with an agency and he recruited me into an agency. I worked there for a number of years, um, worked with really the top Amazon um, managers there. And kind of really grew my connections at Amazon, really grew myself within the company. I actually started at the lowest level of our company 
and grew to the highest level of our company, which was an enterprise growth manager, um, just within a year and a half, which most people took upwards of five years to do. So definitely was able to grow very quickly there. Um, and then since then, I, I've left the agency that I was working at and have been working working for myself. No. And now you're you're heading the Amazon at Trailline Presence. Who is the perfect client for working directly with you there? Yeah, someone who is either already selling on other channels and currently hasn't launched Amazon yet, um, or anybody who's currently selling on Amazon, maybe has just recently launched and is, is looking for some help there, or anybody who's current has been on Amazon for quite a while that's spending probably around $1,000 at least per month. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. And then in your bio, I had mentioned that you also had just recently written uh, an ebook, Top 10 Things Every Amazon Seller Should Know. Tell us uh, a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make sure to, for it to be as helpful as possible for everybody looking at it. Um, so I did a lot of research based on the, I mean, 10 is, is so few, honestly, there should be more like top, top thousand, but I mean, that would be too long. Um, I did the research. I did some research to look at the most frequently asked questions, frequently kind of most or top concerns and, and base the questions on that. So really, I, I hope that you do have a chance to go and read it and that it is helpful for you. I think whether you're an experienced Amazon seller or you're brand new to the platform, I wrote it in a way to make it easy to understand and also beneficial for anybody who is, like I said, either new to selling on Amazon or has a lot of experience selling on Amazon. Yeah. And if listeners want that book, I'll put the link in the show notes uh, that'll be right below so you can download that. Now, how can an interested listener, besides being able to download the top 10 things every Amazon seller should know, but how can an interested listener learn more about working with you? Yeah, they can contact me at Cameron at trueonlinepresence.com. And I believe you're going to put that in the description of the podcast, right? Yep, I'll put that contact information in there. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? Really just stressing it never hurts to get an account audit. Um, from my experience, paid audits are worth it. The reason I say that is because with a free audit, you're typically just going to get an audit from a sales rep 
who knows kind of like the key fear tactics to send to a brand to make it look like what they're doing currently is terrible. But typically the paid audits are done by the people actually doing the Amazon work, kind of the account managers of the accounts. Um, so they're gonna give you a lot more realistic information as far as why something needs to be changed in your account. Great. And if somebody wants a paid audit, they could just um, email you at that Cameron at trueonlinepresence.com? Yeah. Perfect. Well, that is it. Uh, thank you again for joining us today, Cameron. Okay. Thank you, Andy. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Cameron or his ebook, 10 Things Every Amazon Seller Should Know, or contact him at Trailline's Presence. You'll find all the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and have included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.